0: Welcome to the 71st episode of the Friday Nightmare Podcast. I am one half of your posting team, team, Heather Fowle from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And also if you listen to Horror for Dummies, I'm known as that bitch. And with me as always is...
1: The other half of the posting team tonight... (laughs) Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from the town of Swords Creek, in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America. And in Tim, the North- Davis's mom.
0: <laughs> and Tim Davis's
1: mom. In Tim Davis's mom. In the North American continent, in the Western hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. Fully vaxxed, boosted, and waxed, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I'm the man with the glorious beard, a.k.a. Mother of Cats, aka Man with Humongous Ego, <laughs> aka Scott Housen, aka uh, Tim's pimp. <laughs> bam, bam, bam,
0: bam, and also
1: bitty. also because the horror phenomies always say it, Mr. Sexy Scott Crawford.
0: They talk so much about you on this next show that's on Patreon that will be released to the um the general population on Sunday. Oh, they- we're recording this um after their patreons come out because for some reason they think they're good enough for a patreon oh damn (laughs) you should hear what they say about me Mm, they say not nice things it's like i'm rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and they laugh and call me names and one day they're going to need me to save horror for dummies as it sinks into oblivion like if only only we had that bitch I mean come and save us.
1: To be fair, it makes a lot of sense that would be brought up a lot in this coming episode just because of the movie they are talking about.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Which honestly, I
1: am salty as fuck, they didn't have me on. Tim Yeah,
0: look who the bitch is now. (laughs) If we release this video, you would see Scott. I've never seen Scott this angry. And Scott and I have actually got into fights. So, like, this is serious, Tim. If I were you. I would sleep with one eye open. Look at Scott's pretending to crush his fist into his hand. (laughs) He's so tough. Um, So thank you to all our loyal listeners. We will be doing something a little bit different moving forward. Uh, We're getting rid of movie reviews. Short story. (laughs) Um, Typically in this show, we've picked themes over the years and we have focused in on them. We've done everything from fun houses to sexual identity, to Airbnbs, to Australian horror, to horror around the world and covered various different countries. Um, we have decided to step away from that uh, mostly because a lot of people do movie reviews and you know, that doesn't make Scott and I special. Lots of people do them. And I, when we get feedback about this show, what people seem to appreciate the most is our new watches. Um, Scott and I, well, especially Scott watches everything and anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that seems to be what people care about. And Scott and I want to use our time productively. And Scott definitely used it by watching how many 2022s did you watch, Scotty? Oh,
1: shit. think uh you I mean since uh the entire year just for this week just
0: just this week now mind you we're delayed in three weeks of this episode because we did do a wrestling episode a couple weeks ago
1: right uh so let's my alarm's going off uh let me check real quick to make sure because i didn't add everything on this list because there are things i watched that were that you bad already... you didn't want
0: to talk about oh are you already... Oh. i already talked about okay yeah
1: you already talked about so let's see there's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20, yep, 22. That's incredible. 22, 2022s.
0: Bam. So Scott has been watching movies like a fucking boss. So combine that with the fact that we really do like our out of the dark dark topic. And sometimes when we get to the out of the dark topic, I find that I'm tired. And so Scott, and we don't give it the time and attention it deserves. And really... You want a movie review, listen to all the billion other fucking
1: podcasts that do movie reviews out there. Right. Um, and, and who knows, maybe there'll be like a movie that we really want to talk about in depth and we could yes. even do it in the out of the dark segment or something.
0: Yes. So, you know, it's not to say we'll never re- review movies ever again. Possibly we won't, but <laughs> I think what we want to focus more on is our 2022 Watches. Our older watches, if we watch something interesting, you know, what's new in the horror community or what we've done or something that we think is cool, and then out of the dark, because we have a better time doing that and that seems to be what people want to hear. And it keeps our show to a reasonable level, level, (laughs) a reasonable amount of time, and that's better for Scotty for editing and better for you for listening. Most people don't want to listen to a two and a half hour show is my understanding, even yeah. though it's us. And I assume people want to, because we're not Tim and Daniel. So we actually have intelligent things to say. Um,
1: <laughs> I love yes. the shit. Just kidding, you.
0: Tim. I love you too. In
1: quotations.
0: No, she doesn't. No, that's I not true.
1: Do. I do love Goofy.
0: Tim and Daniel. I fantasize all the time about going to Australia and seeing them. That would be freaking awesome. Like, I don't know, though. Tim's pretty hot. I don't know. I I get really nervous around him in person.
1: Oh, I'd have a raging boner the entire time. But, Earth, no, sorry. like,
0: no. You, well, you probably would. But, like, I actually do think Tim's really hot. Oh, he is.
1: He's a and damn like good looking dude.
0: And, like, his wife's smoking, too, honestly. There's a sandwich that I would love to be part of. <laughs> hey, you never know, right? You got to give everything a shot, right, Scotty? Exactly.
1: I mean, why not feel, (laughs) feel just frisky and free. Speaking
0: of that, uh, one of our first 2022 movies is a, is a game that we want to play with Daniel and Tim and it's called the friendship game. (laughs) (laughs) You like that lead in there, Scott? I love it. All right. So let's get into the friendship game. I haven't pulled up my list yet. That's my bad, but this was a movie that we watched. I believe it's probably a screener. I don't know if it's available anywhere yet. Um, No to do. I jumped the gun with my line without so many fucking movies here we are the friendship game all right the friendship game is an 87 minute runtime win together or die alone is the tagline (laughs) a group of teens in a small town come across a strange object that tests their loyalty to each other with increasingly destructive consequences that the deeper they go the deeper into the game they go um this has a 1.8 rating on the letterbox um Uh, it's a it's an it's an interesting one I think I liked it more than Scotty did it's a good little take on teenage horror horror low budget the idea of a glorified Rubik's Cube being a source of evil uh that can challenge your friendships I thought the acting in it for the actors that were in it were pretty good um i enjoyed the story i i think the ending will lose people a little bit because i think they're playing on the concept of uh something that they talk about midway through the movie um the idea of yeah scott knows what i'm talking about yeah what
1: did you think scott um well like i say it's been about three weeks and this i think was the first movie i watched in those three weeks so it's a bit i'm a bit uh, foggy on it all but yeah but uh yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, I really enjoyed like the first, like first and second act of this film, like where it was building up. Like, because you know, I do love these like let's play a game type, and it's like a game based horror film. It's true. And- Scott's
0: always like, "Can we pretend Saw when I come visit you?" Heather? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except I want to do this. Uh, what I've been hearing about this new Christian version of Saw that's somewhere out there.
0: Really? Are you serious?
1: Yes, there is apparently a Christian version of Saw where. People are getting punished for what? Yelling at the people
0: at Applebee's after they've gone to fucking service—is that what it is? No, because I mean Yell those people
1: service at Applebee's, and now you shall punish. No, because those people are Christians themselves, so they're not going to get punished for that. They're going to punish oh, for—they're I... going to punish you for being gay. They're going to punish you for oh, being—you know—wow. That that, that's kind of what I assume. Even, even
0: <laughs> better. Oh man, they're going to punish me after I'm done with Tim and Jalisa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, the other, <laughs> the third act, I was completely lost on what the hell happened. And it just was, it was an okay movie leading up to those two acts. And then when that third act hit, I'm just going, man, eh, I don't even care. I, yeah. well, fine. It's fine.
0: It was, it was, yeah, I, I think the third act did kind of lose it a little bit, but it was entertaining enough. If you really like low budget teen oh my goodness, what's this ghosty object going to do? Then you'll probably enjoy this film. It is available on the Google Voodoo um uh, red box youtube and amazon for purchase i would say unless you like those things don't bother if not it's a uh, worth a 2.99 3.99 purchase
1: so yeah i'd say it's eh, dollar 99 <laughs> or free <laughs> or free like scott on a friday night oh not just on a friday night every, <laughs> every, every, night.
0: Night, every night scott's free yeah.
1: and he pays you <laughs> I, come on, I need some company. I'll pay
0: you. <laughs> He's like, Sorry, Scott. I shouldn't make money. I'm no better. I don't know why. One time I was listening back to our show and I said something like Scott and I are ugly, so we try harder. I thought that was really funny. We do try hard. Just so we're clear, Scott and I try very,
1: very hard. <laughs> yeah, we are We are definitely try hard.
0: We are definitely try hard. You know what was try hard was this movie, which I did not see coming. I did not see this one coming. Uh, Thank you, Dave Bailey. Shouts out to Dave Bailey from the Cemetery Cemetery Gates podcast. Dave is a superior podcaster to both Scott and I. Um, Definitely more intelligent. Really good looking. Like... Smoke show bite fist, Dave Bailey. Yeah, he's he's smoke
1: show number two.
0: Though the only competition he really has is, of course, his absolutely gorgeous wife and their really cute Great
1: Dane. The Great Dane's adorable. Oh
0: my like, like that's like kind of the, the icing on the cake with Dave Bailey, but he. He submitted this one to us and we both watched it. And OMG, I'll let Scott start off with his thoughts and introducing the movie.
1: All right. So the film we're talking about surprisingly came from Blumhouse. Like I was shocked when I like at first I wasn't shocked when I seen the name. But as the movie went on, I'm going, oh, okay. I did not. I was not expecting that. So this film is called Soft and Quiet. And the subtitle or the cover title for it is An American Nightmare. Ain't that the fucking truth? So (laughs) The synopsis is elementary school teacher Emily is organizing a mixer of like-minded women, but an altercation between a woman from Emily's past and the group leads to a volatile chain of events. Now this is a movie that Scott and I might spoil in the future. Yeah, this is, I will say this right now. I did not know what I was getting into when I watched this and holy fuck is this film heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. This film had... I'll, uh this this film had really strong performances all around. It was beautifully shot. The context though is very 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 heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh a little too real. Like to the point where when I was watching this film, I was fucking legit angry. So yeah. angry that I almost gave it a bad review cuz of how angry I was. And then as I sat with it, I realized I can't do that because this film did exactly what it was wanting to do. And that is to piss you off and make you see what is really happening out there. Hopefully it pisses you off. Yeah. I mean, its goal is to do that. You want to know where your
0: friends stand? Have them watch this film and see who they sympathize with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll find out pretty quickly on their values. Yeah.
1: Um, And that's just a fact. Yeah, because this film starts you know? off, I'll say this film kind of just starts off like, you know, oh, you know, it's just, okay, what's going on? Okay, learning a little bit about it. It's kind of, it's,
0: it's like, it's like cooking a frog and boiling in water that they turn the heat up. We're the frog.
1: Yeah, we have it no idea what's coming. At
0: first, <laughs> it just goes whack-a-doodle. Is like, I, in very few movies, have I had to sit there and go, this is a movie, mm-hmm. these are actors. Martyrs did that to me, and this one did that to me.
1: Yeah, what kept repeating in my head is the uh, trailer from Last House on the Left. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Because holy shit, this get under my skin. Like, and it legit made me just very fucking angry.
0: Now, I will say, if for some reason political issues are not your thing, you probably don't want to watch this movie, but you probably should. Yeah. But you know what? That's cool. You do you at the end of the day. Uh, it is available on the iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, um, where are we? YouTube and Cineplex store for my Canadian friends. I think this is worth any purchase price. It's incredibly well acted, incredibly well directed, um, incredibly well written, well delivered, fucking incredible. Like, even if you just watch it for the cinema piece of it, like what a good piece of cinema film it is. Yeah. It's a fucking excellent film. So.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Take in mind too that this was directed by a Hispanic woman. And uh so that that will like kind of give uh more value to this film when you watch it. And also, like <clears throat> this is one I definitely recommend, though I just recommend you know, be prepared for something heavy because this I can see being in people's top tens because of how good of a like how well made of a film this is. This is something. That I would uh, dread watching again. But if I ever did a podcast, like this is something Darren Wilson should definitely cover. For only Darren semantics. Wilson
0: is smart enough to handle this one on a yeah. podcast,
1: right there, hundred like, percent. Or for dummies, this would be
0: too, too much for them.
1: Well, and they also don't live in America, so they'd be like, yeah, they just need to stick happen. to
0: simple movies like Gremlins. <laughs> Uh-oh, Scott's like, you crossed the line there. He laughed and then He was like, though, I did make them watch Landmine Goes Click. So I guess they can handle some pretty hard films. Oh,
1: they, they definitely can. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is but, up there, Tim, is one of my top films ever. Landmine Clicks in this one. Um, that gives you an idea of how intense this film is, Tim. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah if you choose to watch it do not watch it with your kids around oh no 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 no
1: no, no 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 no!
0: this is not a well let's sit down with my son and watch this film maybe not yet maybe when he's older but um, maybe in about two years yeah yeah oh with tim's kid it's actually fuck that tim tim shows them like serbian film for a good time <laughs> all right <laughs> Solo. um and hannibal call hannibal holocaust um <laughs> i guess you'll do the next one because i couldn't even get through this i couldn't get through the first fucking five minutes so hopefully you have something nice to say
1: all right yeah like, I think you should have waited a little bit longer because I think you would have dug it a little more. But uh, this film is called The Incel Tapes. Yes, The Incel Tapes. Uh, after a failed suicide attempt, a self-proclaimed incel must get laid before his 26th birthday or he's going to kill. It is a very simple plot synopsis, and this could be found on Tubi. It's found footage, and I'm watching this. And I'm just going, oh, this character. I despise this character with every fiber of my being. I don't like what's going on here. Like, I'm about to turn this off because this is dumb. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm at work, I'll sit through it while I'm doing my work and just like kind of like half-ass pay attention to it. And I'm glad I did, because as it went on, it introduces a couple more main characters that he kind of has a, like starts riding it along with. They do like a road trip type thing. A road trip to
0: get pussy? Is that what they're doing?
1: Kind of. It's almost like a uh, road trip to do this guy's bucket list because they think he has cancer because he lied to him. Oh, okay. And so they're going doing this road trip and shit like that and getting laid is on that bucket list. but but they're going to do this road trip and two of the characters specifically are just fucking pieces of shit the main one that i talked about from the beginning and one of the other ones the other one i feel sympathy for but uh you know what i'm this went in directions that i was like okay you know this is gonna happen this is gonna happen you know paint by very paint by numbers i'm like this is very blah and then the third act happens and i go oh shit okay this went somewhere i did not expect it to go and now this movie has my full fucking attention it it did like a complete swerve on me and like started going down a different path. And yeah, I was along for the ride for the rest of it. I will, I will say right off did the bat. It,
0: uh, did it, did slot Keith Lee in the ring? <laughs> yeah,
1: it did a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Um, but yeah, it did, uh, ended up going in a direction that I did not expect. And I was pleasantly sp- surprised by that because it definitely grabbed my attention and made it a little more harder to focus at work. Cause I was like, okay, shit I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what's going on now. I will say this is not a good movie. I will say this is above average. I gave it a three out of five. Like it's, you know, six out of 10. So it's
0: not a full Tim Davis. It's more of a Rob Humphreys. Yeah, it's more of a Rob (laughs) Humphreys where it's like, ooh,
1: I can can get behind this.
0: Yeah. Nice and short.
1: Just, yeah, just like Like a dwarf. But yeah, that is the incel tapes, and I believe it is only available on Tubi. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't even say Tubi on Letterboxd, which is kind of funny. But you did watch it on Tubi. Yeah, yeah, that's where I found it on Tubi. Yeah. So on Tubi. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's interested.
0: The next one both Scotty and I watched. It's a documentary, but we'll talk briefly about it. Uh, Pennywise, the story of It. So it's talking about the 19, it's 1980 that those movies came out, right? 1990. Oh, 1990. Fuck my life um it's 126 minutes in length the making of a monster 30 years plus after it's release, the popular two-part miniseries it and its infamous bell and pennywise lives on in the minds of horror fans this documentary captures not only the buzz it saga generated in the 90s but also the lasting impact it's had on an entire generation i'm not going to read the rest of it uh bottom line is there's lots of people in it including the lovely tim curry um it's a very very good documentary I don't know it's probably one of the better ones that have come out horror wise it's very um inclusive of all the actors that are in it they have some nice tributes for the actors that are no longer with us yeah um yeah overall I thought it was great I I thought it was very informative I think if you're a fan of Stephen King and a fan of um the movies whether you like the adaptation or the original I think it's great and and it's really cool to hear Tim Curry talk about some of his opinions on being in this movie those are my thoughts
1: yeah I really I did really dig this documentary because I was especially because I grew up watching this miniseries on tv like over and over again yes I actually did but uh Uh, yeah I caught caught it on the tv with my mom back in the day and watch would stay up late and then regret it the next morning for school but uh and this is where a fear of clowns definitely permeated the culture because Pennywise was absolutely terrifying, especially if you're younger and watch this. And yeah, just getting the behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff was very fascinating. I'm really uh, was really impressed that they got some of the actors that they did to do an interview like they even had the little cute blonde girl from the very beginning of the movie when she's riding her tricycle that gets just she only has like a very small part and then she disappears because of Pennywise they actually interviewed her and apparently uh one of the things she like I'll just give a little story here but yeah apparently one of the things was they uh were uh they were trying to avoid having her meet Tim Curry while he was in makeup because they didn't want to scare her because she was so young and so uh I guess after she was done filming she walked by and seen Tim Curry all dressed up And he just looked over and goes, what you doing, little girl? Or something like that. And just mortified the shit out of her to the point that she has still not watched this movie since like it's come out. (laughs) That's,
0: yeah. So that gives you a little sneak peek of the kind of stuff that you can get with this documentary. So uh, sadly, it has not been picked up by Shudder. So Uh, actually- I think this is on Screenbox. Screenbox. Okay. According to Letterbox, we'll add Screenbox to it. Uh, it is available on iTunes, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, and Microsoft Store. I think it's worth any rental price you want to pay Oh, 100%. For it. You know, if you're a really big it fan, I say just buy it. You probably yeah. will just be fine to do that. Um, and then the next one is you, Scotty, but we both did watch this one.
1: All right. Let me pull it up on Letterbox. Yeah. Da-da-da. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is a South Korean film called Midnight, directed by Kwon A uh, Serial killer ruthless, ruthlessly hunts down a deaf woman through the streets of South Korea after she witnesses his brutal crime. Uh, this is once again another one recommended by our good friend Dave Bailey. So thank you very much, because I watched this and holy fuck, South Korea knows how to do Mm -hmm. some fucking amazing films. Mm -hmm. This, I will say, though, this one does not have a lot of bloodshed and is not like extremely hard to watch like some of their other serial killer style films. But holy hell, the chase scenes in this are intense Um, the acting in this is just fucking through the roof i absolutely i loved the uh, the main characters and her mother in this that i was rooting for them through the entire thing like you just felt so bad for them and wanted them to get through it all and the serial killer was intimidating as hell he was smart and he was uh very good at playing like other people and just like basically just making everybody think he's someone he's not and keeping himself disguised. Like this movie is a great, great cat and mouse film. Absolutely. Like, like it's just go, go, go pretty much from the beginning. Probably the best one since Hush. Yeah. To be honest with you,
0: um, this is a really, really good film. So it's available. Scott said all the things, like honestly, I don't, there's nothing more I want to add without giving stuff away. I want to be very conscious of that. So it is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google, Plex for free. And Tubi for free. You just have to have ads. So obviously, if you you access it through the first three, you'll be paying for it, no ads. Um, If you watch it through Plex or Tubi, you'll just have advertisements, and it's definitely worth your time.
1: Yep, and that is for Canada. For American for American audiences, it is free on Amazon on Amazon Prime. Um, Then see, it's got Google, iTunes, Vudu, and then Plex as well.
0: Coolio. So you guys have it free on Amazon and Plexi. Yep. Awesome.
1: All right, your turn. This gem. Oh, okay. Uh, let me bring that one up. Dang, I forgot. I keep watching so many movies and interspersed them between years. I
0: know. I don't know how you remember all of them.
1: Letterbox. <laughs> Hashtag.
0: Thank you, Letterbox. Letterbox, the real MVP of Friday Nightmares podcast.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> and maybe we should say Letterbox enough, and maybe they'll sponsor us, and we can Letterbox, be better Letterbox, for horror. Letterbox. Letter better than horror for dummies. They don't have a sponsor.
1: That's true, because we're better than you, and you know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they'll be like how many listeners do you guys have 50 no we
1: <laughs> we have no interest um, <laughs> but uh the next film uh, is also one i found on amazon prime mm-hmm. i was just kind of scrolling to see what you know prime has to offer lately and uh this one is called father of flies a haunting tale of family life a vulnerable young boy finds his mother pushed out of the family home by a strange new woman and he must And he must confront the terrifying supernatural forces that seem to move in with her. Uh, This film, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it. Like, I uh, didn't watch a trailer or anything like that. I've seen like a couple still images. I'm like, oh, this kind of looks creepy. And yeah, I really ended up digging this. It it does have a very creepy atmosphere. Um, You have no idea what really is going on. The uh, stepmother is very intimidating and scary, and she wears this creepy-ass mask that's supposed to basically... It's almost like a CPAP machine, almost. Like, it's supposed to help her breathe or whatever. Um, but she wears it every once in a while, and it's creepy as fuck. But yeah, I found the performances in this to be really good. It has, like, this very dark, creepy setting. And then there was a scene that I remember seeing from a trailer, and I was like, oh, no shit, this is that movie I wanted to see a while ago because I had... a." Uh, I won't spoil it because, but yeah, it's something that I watched a trailer for and I messaged you about it, Heather, and like was like, oh, yeah, this is the one that I, we'd seen the trailer. We're like, oh, that looked creepy. And we ended up, I ended up finally watching it, not knowing this was the name of it. And yeah, I really did dig this. Uh, but yeah, this one is available on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, Voodoo, and Amazon Video to rent.
0: Booyah. All right. The next one is The Ghosts of Monday. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah.
0: This is an 80 minute runtime. A group of US filmmakers travel to Cyprus to film a documentary in the tragic famous hotel Gala? Gula. Uh, Gula. Gula. A once popular resort where more than 100 people died in mysterious circumstances. What began as just another day at the office <laughs> will turn into a terrifying journey into the unknown. It's It's unknown why this movie was made um this, oh, this movie's damn. not great i'm not even gonna fucking bullshit there's this there's a guy that's in it um who just acts creepy the entire time bruce i think his name is
1: oh is julian that uh sands? yeah julian sands he is so good at playing fucking creepy
0: like he's the best part of this movie but he's not good enough for you to watch this movie
1: no um, unfortunately, go that's watch him I- in a
0: billion other films that he's been in <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, because unfortunately, that is the reason why I wanted to watch this because it was because of Julian Sands. And yeah, this film was just very mediocre.
0: It was, it, I would even give it lower than mediocre. It was boring. I kept it writing because I was like, well, I got to finish it because Scott's watched so many 2022s and I need something. But it was very lifetimey feel to it. Oh, it definitely had that to it very yeah duck yuck it's available on prime in canada i don't recommend it i don't know if it's available anywhere else in the u.s oh let me check not that we think we should anyone should watch this by any stance if scott can't find it it's a blessing that means that (laughs) it wasn't meant for you to see um
1: yeah it's just available it's available on amazon prime here too
0: yeah like no honestly it's not worth your time if you're watching 2022s like I don't know if you have a partner who doesn't really like horror movies and likes Lifetime, he kind of like, oh, it's a mystery. Then yeah, maybe they'll like this shit. But the ending's fucking weird. Makes no sense. It's weird. I'm not a fan.
1: I'll say, yeah, I I gave it like a two or a two and a half. Like it was just very. That's very generous of you. Yeah. Well, trust me, after some of the shit I have seen, which are about ready to talk about one of them, it's there, you know, I've seen way worse.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. let's get into the what. So we don't really recommend this one, but it's on Prime. Uh, the Ghosts of Monday, if you decide that you want to go down that road. And it's not a found footage film. It sounds like it will be a found footage film. It is right. not a found
1: footage film. Yeah. To sort of clear. I, I think it would have been I think it would have done better if it was. Yeah, yeah, it would have done much better. Uh, what's this next one, Scotty? Okay, so I am a sucker for very bad Christmas movies, aka Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2 and like, you know, Killer I Snowman. like the Jack Frost films. I think they're oh, funny. Oh, they're terrible, but they're I enjoy them. Like, yeah. they're, like they're not good movies, but they're entertaining. And that's kind of what I was hoping Elves 2022 would be. I <laughs> I could be so, so wrong and further from the truth of this one. So the synopsis is, after a freak accident kills one of her friends, Clover discovers that a group of elves Clover? Been, Clover.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
1: That discovers that a group of elves have been scattered throughout town, each representing the seven deadly sins.
0: <laughs> you gotta get the fuck out of here. Is that seriously the fucking movie?
1: It's a, it is oh my god.
0: Elves it, mixed with the Bible. Okay. It's <laughs> a it's a I race. Guess they're ag- both a fairy tale, so I guess that makes a lot. Of
1: oh sense. yeah, <laughs> it's a race against time to survive the elves' wrath before Christmas ends. Dot dot dot. All right, I almost wanted my life to end after watching this. Um, <laughs> but uh, that great, huh, Scotty? You fans out there of us, do you like Truth or Dare, the Blumhouse movie? Yes. Did you like Smile? Yeah. Were you a fan of, like, ideas from Krampus? Yeah. Go watch those movies. Because <laughs> this movie does the one biggest no-no that any low-budget film should ever do. And that is bring up Truth or Dare. like As, uh, like, they, one of the characters say, like, something about, this is like Truth or Dare. No, Truth or Dare did way better than this and is much better made than this. Um, And also this film feels like it was directed by an alien that watched a shit ton of sitcoms and said, I got it. I know how the human behavior is. I am going to direct these kids and actors. Hey guys, let's act in this movie. Oh shit. I don't know how to write a script. Let me use the AI generated scripts (laughs) that come out of make those terrible, terrible, like Facebook posts. And we'll go from dialogue like that. And then just act as wooden as fucking possible. And you know what else? We're going to have a scene where there's a party and it is going to be the lamest fucking party you've ever seen where we're just sitting around in a circle <laughs> in a warehouse with no music, maybe a few strands of Christmas lights. And y'all are going around going go, yeah, this is a great party and act like you're <laughs> dancing and drinking and there's no music. And it's the most awkward thing you've ever watched. And hey, it sounds like my eyes. house,
0: what we do when you come visit. But
1: we have music playing. <laughs> and we actually know each other and our friends. These are kind of like <laughs> complete strangers that don't know how to act and just like give, were given dialogue by aliens that thought they knew the human race. <laughs> and no, this movie's bad. This movie's very, very bad. I I lost brain cells. Be afraid. Lost... Be very afraid. I remember uh, I, there was one movie we watched for one of our reviews, and I remember me saying I uh, now officially hate movies because of this film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I now officially hate movies.
0: <laughs> now you this,
1: really hate them. <laughs> the, like this is what I do for you, listeners. I torment myself for you because i am a glutton for punishment <laughs> and i just gotta watch something new the oh Omen,
0: was... 18s the scott Crawford story it's all for you friday night first.
1: it's all for you now i'm gonna go gouge my eyes out <laughs> so scott uh, where could everyone find
0: this gem that you praise that rob humphrey's gonna go watch now because you praised it so much and then tell us how shitty
1: it is um you can find it in a dumpster fire near you
0: <laughs>
1: um it is on iTunes, Voodoo, Google Play, Amazon Video, and Voodoo for free. If you're really wanting to punish yourself, for Did watch you hear that, Rob? Free, free, Did you hear that? Free. on Voodoo. Do not pay for this. This is bad. This is very, very bad.
0: Rob, Scott says it's number one movie of the year. You better watch it. You haven't number trolled one... this in a while, Rob. We're wondering where you are.
1: This is very true. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm scared. All
0: right. So the next one is... <laughs> It's hard to follow that show. But this one is called Hounded. It is a British show. Uh, it is a 94-minute runtime, an old tradition, new blood. A stately home robbery takes an evil turn one night when a gang of young thieves are caught by the owners of the house and then hunted across the estate for the proprietors' entertainment. Um, it's like the hunt, but not it's it's what you're assuming is what happens. Okay, <laughs> it's no deep black ear, rich versus the poor. Best part of this movie, there's a pack of hound dogs that at one point are supposed to be eating somebody, but you can just tell they're licking him.
1: And do they sing, you ain't nothing the ball, how? And know. they're super fucking adorable. Crying like the, the guy's
0: trying to act scared and you can tell that they're like, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they cut away soon enough that you think that maybe they ate him.
1: Um maybe maybe they're acting like a cat where they lick you first then they bite you cuz they right. want to taste the flesh
0: um, Samantha Bond is in this movie and she's an actually well-known actress. She was in a bunch of 007 movies. She's been in Emma. She's been in a lot of English films. So I'll, like they got people that can act, definitely got people that can act. Uh, one of the guys that was in Shark Bake earlier this year was also in this film. Um, James Lance, another British actor. So they definitely like went and got some British talent for this. And I do know that fox hunting is outlawed in britain now i not to break or anything but one time i went to england you went to Um, england
1: (laughs) no way and i'm going back
0: tell me more and i'm going back again scott
1: tell me more and i'm going to scotland this time in january oh Oh, i can't wait to hear about it for seven months (laughs) straight do you guys know i went to scotland
0: fancy (laughs) you (laughs) i'm so glad we don't do movie reviews this gives us much more energy to insult each other (laughs) so the movie sounds like what you would think it would sound like it's a british film where rich people hunt poor people if that sounds like something that you would like it's 94 minutes it doesn't overstay your welcome then it is available on itunes google youtube direct tv and amazon it's not the best survival movie it's not the worst so do what you will with
1: that information And you're next. All right. So the next film, you know, most people decorate for Christmas to get themselves in the Christmas spirit. Not Mr. Smoke Show. Mr. Smoke Show continues the trend of watching, hopefully, a very bad but entertaining Christmas movie. And I got another one for y'all here. And that is The Killing Tree. Uh, The little subtitle thing is Deck the Halls with Blood. Ooh. Uh, on Christmas Eve, a scorned widow casts an ancient spell to resurrect her executed husband. However, when the spell goes wrong, the husband is brought back as an evil Christmas tree, hell bent on getting revenge on the one who caused his execution. The body count keeps rising as the tree hunts them down. I, How is it? I'm actually gonna say I had fun with this. It was, it was not a good movie. It's not. It's not bad like elves. It's not terrible like another one that you and I both watched. Oh, we'll get to that gem. (laughs) Like this one was actually above average. I was chuckling. (laughs) I had some entertainment with it because the acting wasn't terrible. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's about a Christmas tree running around killing people. Like reminds me of tree Venge in a way, except for the tree talks and like, has the serial killer's voice and he's like learning new powers as he's like learning his new tree form. And so he can like reach out branches and they go shooting out and like wrap around people's throats and he like cuts them open with the pine needles and he can throw Christmas lights and all sorts of other silly shit. And it's, it's got some decent gore to it. And like, it's just silly and ridiculous. It's basically the Jack Frost, but with a Christmas tree instead, like that kind of like humor. I like it. it. It's actually, pre- I was fairly entertained by it. Like it's once again, not a good movie, but entertaining and easy to watch.
0: And where would we find this gem?
1: Uh, this gem for me, I found it on Tubi. It is also Ooh. on iTunes, Vudu, Yay. Google Play and Amazon Video. Watch it on Tubi? Yeah, watch on Tubi because it's, it's totally like a Tubi watch. Oh yeah, it is.
0: And uh okay. So this next one, did you watch this movie?
1: Uh Let's see. No, I
0: did not. Fuck. I don't remember this movie too much, so tell oh, you shit. how great it was. <laughs> this movie is called Dead Bride. It is an 83-minute runtime. After her father's death, Allison, her partner, Richard, and their baby return to her childhood home. Following a few shocking supernatural events, Allison discovers that she and her family have been living with a terrible curse unreleased by a past bride killed by Allison's grandfather. Yeah, I barely remember this film. I just remember it feeling lifetimey, and the acting was so, like cheese cheese and of course like the husband's cheating and having an affair though that doesn't really tie into the plot but somehow they try to make it tie into the plot of course course. it's just fucking stupid this is a skip yet again unless you have someone in your life like that really likes lifetime films and wants something that's a little scary uh it's available on iTunes, Voodoo, YouTube, Voodoo, Microsoft Store, Microsoft Store and YouTube. Um no, no, don't go down that <laughs> no. road. No, if I can't even remember enough about it, then it's probably not that good. Um yeah. So that's Dead Bride. Next one. Good to know. All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. There's not when you don't have much to say. There's a reason. Yeah. Uh, So the next one is one that uh, our good friend Brandon Orlick had uh, seen a trailer for and was like, I wanted, he wanted to watch it. So I was like, "Ah, fuck it. I'll give it a shot, too. It is uh, called Reportage November, and it's a found footage film about this uh, mysterious death of a mother and the disappearance of her child leads a group of freelance journalists to the outback of Sweden. The group of four led by Sweden, yeah. Uh, birdie, 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 birdie. <laughs> uh, the group of four, led by the famous journalist Lynn Soderquist, will make a reportage about the happening and try to find something the police missed. Equipped with cameras and supplies to survive in the forest for days, they wander out in the woods to find the truth. Um yeah, this has a very Blair Witch Project feel to it with the whole getting lost in the woods and like just people wandering off from each other and weird, strange happenings happening at night. Um, but this one where I was not a big fan of the Blair Witch Project, like I respect what for what it did and whatnot, but I just was not a fan of watching it. I really did enjoy this. Like it's a six out of 10. Like it's, you know, enjoyable, easy to watch. And so I it's a Rob had... Humphreys, yes. so i you know i really did dig it it was uh very easy to watch and like had some really good creepy moments to it and the reveal of what is actually happening to the people that are disappearing in these woods is actually pretty freaking creepy and like there's some some shots that just happen and they're gone but when they happen you're like oh shit it like it gives you the creeps but i will give this a like heads up this is subtitled because it is in swedish but uh Yeah, if you want to check out a found footage film, if you're just kind of gobbling them up like I am, then I definitely recommend this one. It's uh, because even our friends Donna Nelly and Tim Walker both gave this a three out of five stars. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say it's worth at least checking out, especially because it's free on Tubi. Uh, It's also available on YouTube, Amazon Video, and Google Play Movies
0: nice Booyakashaka. good recommendation
1: (laughs) all
0: right the next one that we have is another found footage film it is ghosts of Hiroshima uh this is an upsetting film um partly because it Hiroshima happened and um that shit's not far off (laughs) what happened in some of this stuff not the ghost stuff but uh the nuclear effects Scott you know what we're talking about
1: yeah yeah i mean I'm, try- I'm trying to remember the movie though because i did watch it
0: okay so uh the synopsis is uh 77 years after the bombing of hiroshima uh, a malevolent force lingers at the site of the nuclear calamity those who encounter this vengeful spirit are forever consumed by its wrath the f- the nephew comes back to japan
1: yes okay there we go yeah. it's like i'm trying to think i'm like okay what are who are yeah. the characters because i'm remembering like images in my head of it yeah
0: so it's upsetting i will say right now most upsetting is there's an interview that's in this documentary style that talks about the day the bomb went off and it's fucking disgusting what happened to those people it really is um and I, i would say that is probably the strongest thing of this film um the ending kind of unfortunately doesn't deliver right um majority of it though is very very well done I think if you enjoy found footage it's worth a watch and it's also on Tubi and Amazon so it was Tubi for me and I believe it was Tubi for you yes it was so it is a free watch um 79 minute runtime you're not going to waste your time with it um I would say that it's definitely entertaining it's good uh I recommend it I recommend
1: checking it out yeah I mean yeah sorry for the lull there for a second everybody but yeah, I was just trying to remember it no I, that's okay you watched a lot of movies yeah so but yeah I do agree like especially that interview was just kind of heartbreaking to hear yeah. that hear that person's story and you know just like yeah all the shit that they had that they went through during all that and yeah it was it's fucking disgusting it's fucking yeah. disgusting it's it really is
0: you know what I mean like it's yeah we won't get into it on the podcast but that's that's real fucking horror right yeah like what happened and- to the to the people of uh Hiroshima and Nagasaki is fucking inexcusable. so it's you know it's it's a little close to home if you know anything about the actual situation but yeah
1: yeah and um uh, and yeah like even the main guy that was in like the main focus like of the storytelling I believe was he did a good job. Like I found this to be one, like a regular right round reportage November rating for me. It was a three yeah. out of five. Like I, like I enjoyed my time with it though. It was a little more, obviously more upsetting because it's more real life events yeah. than yeah. what reportage November was.
0: It's just, you know, the ending is, is what kind of ruins it, unfortunately. But, um, but no, check it out. If you're a big fan footage fan, it's on, it's on to be in this ghost of Hiroshima. Yep. Definitely recommend. And this next one, Scotty. Mm.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it's time. All it's right.
0: time, Scott. Let's bring in the Christmas cheer.
1: All right. Fuck 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 me. You want me to talk about it? Nope. I got it. All okay. right. So the next gem we're talking about is another wonderful Christmas time movie. And that is Nutcracker Massacre. Oh fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> A little tagline is, it won't be a silent night. It will be, because you'll fall asleep
0: during this film.
1: The synopsis is, following a novelist who visits her family for Christmas and finds a mysterious Nutcracker doll, which soon becomes possessed and wreaks havoc. Well, right off the bat, I went into this thinking, okay, so it's going to be a little tiny animated Nutcracker doll that's running around killing people, kind of like, you know, a killer doll, killer Chucky type thing. Oh, was I wrong? Oh, folks, was I fucking wrong? This is a full size human. Height, tall, terribly costumed nutcracker with sharp. So there's one
0: in my neighborhood that's a tall-size nutcracker that I saw in someone's doorway. Looks just like this. Really? Yeah. So it's obviously a prop they sell. And then they obviously got a costume. And now Scott and I won't spoil it too much, but there's a gentleman in this movie that was also in croc. And I recognize him because in that movie he wore his shirts that were very tight. So we could see his bulging biceps. And in this one, he didn't. Oh, he had some
1: fucking biceps! I think right. they
0: just bring this guy in the movies as eye candy for anybody who wants to see um, him because he just walks in the room and he's like fucking busted is, out of his shirt.
1: <laughs> is he the one using the walnut cracker? Yes. Okay. Yep. Oh, Hit yeah. Him. He was
0: in crock with also a very tight shirt on. <laughs> it's like. This guy just really likes to wear tight shirts, or this is what like the directors keep putting them. They're like, oh fuck, dude, what do you bench? He's like, oh, I bench like I bench like fucking two fifty. I do my macros, and they're like, oh yeah, we know. Look at your fucking body. Put on this super tight
1: shirt. <laughs> and hey, guys, guys, I know we're reco- I know we are uh, in the middle of making this film, but can we? Uh, can I get a day break? Because I need. I cannot skip like that. <laughs> right Our and kids. uh
0: and then hey this redhead she's super smoking hot too let's make them a couple and they'll show up and,
1: together and let's make her treat him like fucking shit oh my god no <laughs> the
0: redhead is in winnie the pooh blood and honey
1: oh which i
0: can't fucking wait for that oh, god. cocaine
1: bears oh, the fucking like, gems of 2023 man well i was excited for blood and honey till you brought her up oh god oh, yeah, now she's in no. that shit That's right. Fuck me. All right, I'm going to watch it and hate it, probably.
0: Oh, yeah, you are. It's going to be bad. It's going to be shitty, but we're going to love every minute of it.
1: Once again, with this movie, the movie was uh, very poorly acted, cut away from every bit of gore. (laughs) like it, it had. But nothing. you get to see
0: lots of tight shirts and bad acting.
1: Yeah, no boobs though, which I was really disappointed because it's like, well, if you're gonna be you bad acting in a terrible B movie like this, at least some nudity. Give me and man ass. Have some random boobs.
0: people showing up. It was like pro that prom
1: movie that I made Scott watch. The fucking yeah. prom. Oh man, it was so bad, so bad. Like give, I mean, like you guys had they had eye candy on screen for the men and the women, and <laughs> like you did nothing with them and. Honestly like this, whatever
0: i got to see bulging man's biceps Damn i, I rather would
1: have i would have rather seen him rip his pants off and show his bare ass like give me something <laughs> something exciting but now no. he's
0: gonna see tight white shirt scott and him cracking nuts <laughs> well <laughs> i mean i guess
1: right? we do get kind of a sort of glimpse of something in between his legs at one point oh
0: i guess so that's true, that's true. <laughs> we get a super bitchy girlfriend honestly who brings crowns for him and her to wear so they could order people around it's so fucking ridiculous and she's like he's a negative star it's horrible
1: and she was telling him like while they're at break or at dinner with the, her parents and they're like oh would you like dessert no he's not gonna have any dessert but i want dessert no you're not having dessert it's like wow
0: <laughs> yeah, she won't let him eat well she doesn't want those biceps to go to waste Scott. Right?
1: god oh, man
0: what if he gets fat and he can't wear those tight shirts anymore the way she you like oh boxes, man. man honestly i uh this isn't even available anywhere and thank fucking like, god i hope it never is <laughs> do yourselves a favor <laughs> like honestly so nutcracker massacre is definitely a must watch for this year rob humphreys if you can find it clearly we praised it he's like oh man a kind of tight shirt mm, it's a girl under the age of 21 though because if not i'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> Rob has a small window. It's 19 to 21 and then they grow and then
1: he's Jesus not Christ. interested anymore. That's For it. For fuck's sakes.
0: <laughs> all right, Scott, so, you watched the next one. I didn't see this one.
1: All right. Yeah, this one is, uh, it finally showed up on Letterboxd so I could actually rate it and add it to my list. But uh, this one is another Christmas gem called He Knows. And it's a little Christina watched Sammy, the elf, kill her family when he returns, when he returns to punish the naughty in a small Midwest town, (laughs) she must save her daughter from the same fate. Um, And when they say elf, no, it's not like tiny little elf or anything. No, this is like a full grown guy in an elf costume, basically and not like in nutcracker where it's a guy in a nutcracker costume but you're supposed to believe it's a nutcracker that's inanimate this is actually just a killer wearing an elf outfit basically and uh yeah this one on for is a uh, free m2b as well and this is a another one of those low budget slashers and i think i watched this right after killing tree and once again not bad like i it's a two and a half out of five like so it's you know right just it's there it's a movie that was made it wasn't defensive to the eyes it was just easy to watch and I mean it had some good kills and some funny characters the acting was not the greatest in in parts but I would say the main girl of Christina she did well um but yeah I think it just has some pretty cool and gory kills for low budget and yeah, I'd say it's just fun, easy watch, but nothing spectacular.
0: And where can people find this bad boy?
1: Uh, I found it on Tubi and let's see. And uh, they do not, since on, on Letterboxd, they don't even have a poster for this yet. Like, so it's just a blank gray square that says he knows. This is
0: how advanced we are on the Friday Nightmares podcast.
1: Yeah, we do digging on Tubi and this is what that's we strange. find. But same. as far as I know, that's the only place that's available because there is no other where to watch it yet.
0: Well, everyone to be, he knows Christmas, you know, if, unless you really want to watch the Nutcracker, in which case don't look for it ever. Um, <laughs> right. So the next one we're going to talk about is another found footage. It is called Project Sky Quake. It is a 72 minute runtime. Look up is the tagline. After strange trumpet lights. Is it weird that I hear. Trumpets when you're turning me on, turning me on. (laughs) After the strange trumpet-like sounds in the sky have been reported at locations around the world, a wannabe journalist sets out to investigate with his best friend.
1: Yeah, that's supposed to be her best friend.
0: Her best friend. But they soon find themselves facing an encounter with terrifying results. I'll be quick with this one. I liked it, and then I didn't. It got real fucking weird. I didn't get what was going on at the ending. It lost me liked the first half of it if you're found footage completish i recommend
1: it scotty yep. um yeah i because uh i because i remember i told you about this one brandon told us about this he hadn't watched it yet but was one that he was interested in and usually when brandon's interested in something it's something unique that no one else has really seen or talked about so i always want to yeah. like, give it a shot and watch it And yeah, I was intrigued and very creeped out by a lot of what was happening in this film, just because of the mystery of what was going on. And I'd say the first two acts, solid, very solid found footage, very creepy elements to it. And then some things happened that I just kind of questioned at the end that just kind of brought it down for me. Like, I still like, I still like this. And it's definitely above average because it was an easy watch. It's only 72 minutes. It's found footage. Um, and I thought the acting was good. I thought like the sound design for like what is happening is good. Uh, the, the effects for low budget looked good. Um, and it had a very good, interesting mystery to it. It's just like how it I'd say for me, I'd say the last 10 minutes didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. That's where it went downhill for me too. But if you were a found footage completist, you can find this on Voodoo, Hoopla, Amazon, and Tubi.
1: Yep, that's where I watched it was Tubi. And then for uh, from here in America, it's Amazon Voodoo, Amazon Video, Hoopla, and Voodoo Free.
0: Oh, Voodoo Free. There's a Voodoo Free. Look at that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know they had Voodoo Free now. That's cool.
1: All right. So the next one is mine.
0: Yes, it is. Because you watch fucking 18 million movies. Hey, I do. I'm
1: I'm carrying the show now. You, you are. It. Oh,
0: please! Can... I watched more movies than you did
1: when you weren't watching. That, that, I, you didn't let me finish. I was saying you carried uh. it for the first half of the year. Now it's my turn to carry it for us. Well, you're not carrying
0: end. it. I'm doing I'm, my. I'm doing you, work you, too.
1: I took the load off your back, and I am helping now. <laughs> you're just like I will watch all the shitty films. <laughs> I will watch the shit, and I will tell you if there's anything worthwhile. You do.
0: I actually do wait for your opinion.
1: <laughs> it's true. And, Hey, I mean, there's been some that have unless been, uh, it's
0: like a drop on shutter, then even yeah. though there's been some lacking ones on that lately, too. But anyway, well, sorry, I'll let you talk about this one. We're almost uh, done, by the way, everybody. We're getting there. We're getting there. Calm your
1: tits, people. I know. <laughs> um, so the next one is masking threshold. Uh, 90 minute runtime. And it's uh, the synopsis is conducting a series of experiments in his makeshift home lab. A skeptic IT worker tries to cure his harrowing hearing impairment but where will his research lead him? Masking Threshold combines a chamber play, a scientific procedural, an unpacking video, and a do-it-yourself YouTube channel while suggesting endless vistas of existential pain and decay. Glimpse the world of the nameless protagonist in this eldritch tale, which is by no means for the faint of heart. Hmm. That is a ve- like the whole uh, uh, combines chamber play, scientific procedural, and unpacking video, and do-it-yourself YouTube channel. That is a very apt description, actually because I was having a hard time thinking of how to describe this film, because it's, you never see this character's face. All you ever really see is his hands, because he is, he is basically doing a science experiment, trying to figure out, like, why he's hearing these noises that he's hearing. It's like this weird, like, humming, or it's like high-pitched, so he starts, like, experimenting while he's recorded it all, and he's, like, squishing grapes, and he's, cutting like pieces of leaves and he's like hearing like these sounds of these things dying basically and he's just trying to figure out like what it is and what what noises are or what things create these noises and it's very fascinating though this could have been done more as an audio drama Mm because like you really Mm -hmm. didn't need the visuals though the visuals do get a bit disturbing towards the end because he goes a little bit further into it but it is basically just a lot of up-close shots of like him crushing things or him like burning something or him Mm. just doing something to this with it. And there's just not a lot to watch visually just besides these images on the screen. And, but no, this guy's narrating it the entire time and he's very scientific about it. He's writing notes down for every little thing. And it's, I would say it's very fascinating and very unique. Um, Wanted a little more, but I think that is like this because of the style it was done in. It kind of was not able to do more. Yeah. But like it's gotten a lot of like love at like sc- uh, film festivals and stuff like that. And yeah, I just found it very a very fascinating story and like audio drama style. It was cool. very very unique. Um, and where can you find this bad boy? Uh, just about to say uh, Ooh, it's yeah. on iTunes, Vudu, Google Play Movies, Amazon Video, and YouTube. It's nice. called masking threshold
0: nice awesome Uh, the most recent shutter drop both scotty and i have watched it we sure have and it is called a wounded fawn uh it is a 91 minute runtime a local museum curator who is dipping her toe back into the dating pool is targeted by a charming serial killer when a fateful romantic getaway between the two becomes a tense game of cat and mouth both must confront the madness within him um that's not really giving a spoiler because you get pretty early on you figure out he's not who he says he's going to be mm-hmm. um this movie is very very interesting it's it's an interesting mix and scotty don't give spoilers
1: i won't um i <laughs> says the, the one that spoiled movies before too
0: i know but i just this would just drop so we got be careful. <laughs> Um, this one is a mixture of an artistic film with, you know, maybe a relationship film. It's very, very interesting. Um, I think people will either love it or dislike it, depending on how they like how it goes. Uh, standout that's in it, we have our good friend Josh Rubin, who was also in Scare Me,
1: one of my favorite movies from that year.
0: And Scare Me Two is coming out. I'm not not sure if you're aware.
1: That's Scare Package Two.
0: Oh, Scare Package too. Oh, never mind.
1: Yeah, Scare Me was that one where it was just the two I thought, each other I stories. thought
0: that he was coming out with Scare Patrick's too because I think he's in that one. That's why I kind of checked and I thought oh, he was coming okay. out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, excellent actor. Glad to see him and stuff. Uh, everyone's actually quite a good actor in well, this.
1: And I think you just brought her name up earlier. Sarah Lynn? Sarah Lynn. Didn't you bring her up earlier? I don't think so. She was in Jacob's Wife. She was in Cold
0: Blood. No, I don't think so. Oh, I, th- I swore you did. No, she's great though. She's really good.
1: Yeah, she did really good.
0: Um, and you know, if you guys shudder, it's worth a watch. You're not going to. You know, either way, like this will go either way for you. It is very hard to predict how someone will react to this film. Scotty liked it a little bit more than I did. I will say that. Um, but it's a solidly well-made film. In a ninety-minute, ninety-one-minute runtime, you're not overstaying your welcome. Thank you for staying stay just around an hour and a half. Mark fucking movie. Thank you for not yeah. dragging this shit out for two hours. Appreciate it. Um, it's very hard to make a good horror movie two hours, to be quite yeah. honest. Unless you're Jordan Peele, Adi Aster, um, and a handful of others. Um, horror movies don't need to be two hours,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but no, like my thoughts oh. on this. I, this was a fucking wild ride holy shit yeah um i was glued to the screen the entire time uh, this film goes one way and then kind of goes another way and you're just going what the fuck's going on and it's crazy and i read up a little bit on it and it seems to have to deal with greek mythology in a way And that's all i'll say but uh yeah the performance is all around i am really liking uh josh rubin a lot like he's uh, he was also in uh werewolves within and like yeah he he, like as soon as I seen him, I'm like, oh no shit, this guy. Okay, I'm in for something interesting then. And yeah, yeah the performances all around really good. The uh, special effects really good. It's very visually appealing. Uh, but yeah this film goes crazy it's interesting um i'm not gonna say anything else but i did really enjoy this like it yeah it went places
0: <laughs> it's a shutter must watch it, you know if you're watching shutter and you're like there's some movies we skip over on shutter cause, like or some movies i skip over and i'm like that looks fucking boring i'm not doing that this is definitely not one you should skip over this right. is definitely one you should watch um, so, it's available in the shutter, uh, Canada Death shutter, American shutter, obviously, because both Scott and I just watched it. Um, so, if you have the shutter, check it out.
1: I agree. Okay? And then I guess the next one's mine. Did you watch this? Not yet. This is going to be one I'll probably watch this weekend.
0: So, very few things scare me like this scared me. Really? Yeah. It was disturbing. Wow. One of the scariest movies I watched out of all the ones we watched. Now, is this a movie or a documentary? It's a documentary, oh, okay. but it's the scariest movie in the sense of it being a film that I watched in this grouping.
1: Because that is why I actually didn't watch it at first, because I seen the title. I'm going, oh, God. This is oh, no. A dumb movie.
0: It's a really good fucking scary documentary. Okay. Um. So this is called the Curse of Robert the Doll. There's been cheesy movies made about this Robert the Doll, but this is a documentary on him. It is an 81 minute runtime. Considered the most haunted doll in the world, Robert the Doll lives behind glass museum in Key West, Florida, where every where every year thousands of visitors who fail to follow his rules find themselves cursed. Victims have experienced injury, illness, accidents, even death. But what makes Robert curse his victims? What evil entity lives inside this doll? The latest shock doc installment explores the true origins of Robert the doll, uncovers the story of this doll's first owners in 1905, and seeks to find out basically why is this doll so nefarious. This is a fucking disturbing film. Nice. Nice. Um, This Robert is kept at a museum in Key West. I was at Key West at one time. I went on a cruise and we stopped in Key West. Um, I'm super glad I didn't go to the museum where this doll is kept. Wow. Um, It's even you, Scotty, I think will be rattled by this.
1: All right. Yeah, I think I might know what I'm watching tonight.
0: Right. I'm more likely to believe in supernatural stuff than Scotty is. Um, Not that Scotty doesn't. I just think I'm more likely to. I've been on I've been in fucking catacombs. I'm not trying to bring this up again in Ireland with fucking dead bodies. That scared me less than this documentary. Wow. (laughs) Like I actually looked up of do you have to follow Robert's rules if you just see his picture on a screen? Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It's a very, very very good documentary. Nice. This will probably win documentary of the year for me. It is that good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and I know we don't put documentaries on our top 10, but maybe this will get an, an honorary mention from me. Like it's very few things have disturbed me as much as this did. Um, it is available on Google, Prime, Plex, YouTube. Um, so Prime Video, if you have Amazon Prime uh, and then Amazon, it's, it's worth whatever fucking rental. Like this movie is you have a thing about haunted dolls you'll also see where like you know the movie um what was the one that came out with the one with the rules and then the boy oh yeah um you'll see where kind of the boy kind of ripped some stuff off of He ripped it off of robert the doll okay <laughs> just so we're clear interesting uh but robert doug's real and i don't even know if i would go visit robert the doll
1: hmm okay i am gonna have yeah. to check this out
0: so check it out and everyone listening this is a uh, to me a must watch for a horror fan it is very
1: fascinating nice where is this available Uh, So
0: Google, Prime Video, Plex, YouTube, and Amazon.
1: Nice. All right. So I think the next two are just me. They're just you. All right. So these are the last two of the 2022 films we watched. Uh, So this one is Jack Frost from 2022. No, not the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. No, not the killer snowman Jack Frost, but a new Jack Frost. Uh, Once again, another 2B1. Once again, another Christmassy horror film. Yep, I am just kind of like, like I say, I'm not decorating for Christmas right now, but I sure am getting in the spirit by watching these terrible movies. Why not? (laughs) Uh, This one is, uh, the synopsis is, uh, actually tagline, meet the next stone cold killer. Uh, The synopsis is, a supernatural creature will stop at nothing in order to turn a family's whole world upside down with his icy mayhem. Um, yeah, this is, uh, basically about an ice demon that, uh, comes around on Christmas and seems to like be attracted to this specific family and anyone that gets in his way, he basically kills. And once again, not bad, uh, I think elves has taught me that you know these other movies can actually be like somewhat entertaining <laughs> and uh like I give this a 5.5 5. I don't remember a lot from it I do remember like the costume design is like the mask that he's wearing like the, the actor's wearing could have used a little more emotion to it because uh like when he talks you can barely see his lips move on it so I like I think that's just makeup effects not working properly which can happen um but it's low budget the acting isn't isn't awful, it's tolerable, and the kill like the movie itself is just fairly entertaining. Like, it's nothing I would say go out and watch. But if you're a sucker for bad Christmas movies like I am, check it out. But it's uh available on Tubi, uh, where else is it? Tubi and Amazon Voodoo and Amazon Video, nice. And then I will bring up the synopsis for the next one, all right? So, this one I saved for last because this is probably the best one of the bunch that I had watched in the last three weeks. Uh, so my buddy Justin. He was very kind and took me to go see Bones and all. On I had, a date? He, yeah, we were dating. It was great. Mm. I know Phil Ray will be jealous. Oh, man. To,
0: fuck, mm, Phil. I know
1: because he, be, he wants to be between both of us and rub both of our balls. Oh, heads.
0: fuck. I would. Oh, no, not me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got excited there. I was like, mm, I'll take Phil. <laughs> yeah,
1: I will. Anyway. But, uh, but uh, the movie I'm talking about is uh, we went to the theater, and the movie I'm talking about is Bones and All, directed by Luca Guadagnino, or Guadagnino, the director of the Suspiria remake from 2018. Uh, it's a 131 minute runtime. Abandoned by abandoned by her father, a young woman named Marin embarks on a thousand mile odyssey through the backroads of America, where she meets Lee, a disenfranchised drifter. But despite their best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying past and to a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their otherness. Uh, the this this stars: Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet. And holy shit. The performances between these two is fucking superb. Like you, the chemistry between them on screen is absolutely amazing. Like you are, you feel for these characters quite a bit, like in what they're going through and what they're learning about each other and about their past. And this is just a beautiful, beautiful film. Well shot, well, just well acted all around. It's more a drama romance road trip film with a splash of horror. It's not like a straight up horror film, but this has like horror elements because of what what the two characters are. And they find others like them throughout the world, but they seem to be the only ones that aren't really that crazy. Um, But yeah, this is probably one of the surprises of the year for me because I didn't see, I seen one trailer and I was like, oh, this looks like it could be interesting. And when I got out of theater, I was just head over heels in love with it. This Aww. is definitely a top 10 film for me. It hit me Ooh. in the feels. This, this hit me in the feels. It is definitely going to be in my, uh, in competition for the relationship award that we give out. Like, cause the relationship between these two is just fucking beautiful. And yeah, this is just a very heart-wrenching, just drama, horror film that just works on all cylinders. It is absolutely incredible. Okay. I, highly rec- I highly recommend this, and if it's still in theaters, go to the theater, watch it. It is totally worth it. That's Coolio. It's
0: Coolio. Um, so it's a theater's watch right now, right? Yep. Okay. Well, that concludes our 2022s for this evening. For older watches, we each have one. Mine's a Mine's a 2006 gem. This shit's called Stay Alive. I had to watch mm, it for mm, the other mm, podcast. Mm, I'm stay on. Stay alive. It was stay fucking alive. hilarious. So. If you have a guilty pleasure for cheesy 2000 films with teenagers, stay alive. It's for you. This movie this movie's based on a video game. Seventeenth mm-hmm. century vampire or no seventeenth century tire Elizabeth Bathory, who by the way did not live in the United States, but somehow they moved her over to the United States. Oh
1: Jesus Christ. Who is fucking cares?
0: Really? It's a movie. Um oh, wow. And you play the game and it looks very much like video games from that time period, like hmm. you know what I mean? And then you die in the game, you die in person and, it, and you don't die right away you die like similarly to the game like one guy gets run over by a carriage and then like in the game and then he gets run over by a carriage in real life, like a carriage just ah. shows up on a street and runs him over. It's fucking hilarious uh, Some of the actors in this include uh, Frankie
1: Muniz from Munez? Malcolm in the Middle,
0: Sophie Bush uh, Jimmy Simpson, who basically tries to be, like, the kind of, like, Stifler character, um, fuck, he's so funny, like, he's in, uh, Studio 666, Vampire Hunters, Loser, with, like, he was in, like, those films when, like, we were teenagers, right, like, this is just such a fucking, Adam Goldberg is in it, like, it's just, anyway, it's fucking hilarious, this movie's cheesy beyond shit, but it was a fun fucking time, so, if you have a guilty pleasure for fucking 2000 movies like I do, and you just like watching teenagers be dumb for an hour and a half and the whole video game shit, this is entertaining enough. It's called Stay Alive 2006.
1: I had always been curious about it. I knew it wasn't going to be a good movie. Well, but, uh, we have
0: access to it on a good friends plex. So,
1: okay, sweet. I'll to check it if out. If you want to
0: watch it, it's fucking fun, Scott. Honestly, it's
1: fucking funny and hilarious. Nice. I will definitely check that out then. Amen. And then uh, I guess I'll bring in the older watch I ended up sitting down to check out. Uh, Shudder decided to bring this up from the 80s, and that is uh, Evil Dead Trap from 1988, directed by Toshiharu Ikeda. And it's a 102 minute runtime. A talk show hostess takes a camera crew out to an abandoned factory to investigate a purported snuff film that was made there. As she gets closer to the truth, she and her friends are subjected to a brutal nightmare. Yeah, that pretty much sums that shit up. Holy crap. This movie was fucking insane. This is balls to the wall crazy. Like a lot of the Japanese films from the 80s seem to be just like crazy. It's not like your Ringu grud or Juwan or anything like that style ghost story. Now this took definite inspiration a lot of inspiration from Italian filmmaking has a lot of like up close shots of eyes eye trauma that would uh make Lucio Falci be uh, make Lucio Falci proud um there is a uh, what is it uh, the music is very Italian sounding so I was like loving that like it's super gory uh it's you you're saying to yourself what the fuck is going on multiple times cuz shit just gets crazy in this film and It's definitely inspired, hence the name Evil Dead Trap, by Evil Dead. A lot of the camera work is done Evil Dead style with the whole zoom and run around camera. Nice,
0: nice.
1: Yeah, it's fucking violent. It's crazy. Uh, Plenty of nudity. Uh, I think man and woman nudity. Um, And yeah, just the gore in this is just awesome. This film was such a pleasure to watch. I had such a fucking blast with this.
0: That's awesome. And so you recommend it on the Shuddy?
1: Yeah. If you have not seen this, fucking watch it. It is fucking great. I had so much fun. And I believe, I'm not 100% accurate, but I believe there are sequels to it. And if so, I need to find those. Yep, there are. Evil Dead. There's Evil Dead Trap 2 Hideki. Okay, so I'll have to look for that one as well. That's awesome.
0: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Do you want to do a break? Or do we should just keep going?
1: Uh, Let's take a quick break because I got Dexter over here pacing back and forth.
0: All right. So luckily for you guys, you still get to hear from one of our Legion podcast friends. So after these messages, we'll be right back.
1: This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the psycho Podcast.
0: Welcome back. Uh, previously, we would go into a movie review at this segment, but what we will be doing instead is going over what's new and we will also be going over our out of the dark topic. So for what's new, uh, I just had something simple to bring to the table. I kind of floated back and forth, but I decided to keep a Netflix series for our out of the dark topic to talk about. Um, instead, I watched a movie last night called Thirteen Minutes, and it's not a horror film. But was it, the reason was it thirteen minutes long. <laughs> no, sums up my my sex drive no that's not true actually yeah, no, I, can I, was... get, I can get myself done in two but like 13 is a good time no one Shit. wants to fuck for like two, 30
1: two that's amateur give me <laughs> fucking 0. 0.5 seconds i'm done that's like, like like i've already went 10 times already while we just had this conversation <laughs>
0: oh man wouldn't that be awesome
1: i'm exhausted yeah that'd be fucking amazing
0: um yeah like i love orgasming that's the fucking best part of my life <laughs> it really is like I I had this conversation with a buddy of mine. He's like, oh, you know, these women say chocolate's the best. I'm like, those women have never come because let <laughs> me tell you- any woman that tells me chocolate is better than an orgasm needs to get themselves a vibrator or needs to be telling their man or partner or whoever it is that they're sexually involved with some things because nothing's better than that feeling. Anyway, back to the movie 13 Minutes, <laughs> uh, which is about tornadoes, which is the opposite of coming. Um,
1: they're going, though.
0: <laughs> oh, they're going. Oh, they're going. All right. So this is a movie I threw on last night. George was watching TV with me and like him and I can never decide on a film together. It's like when Anne and i try to watch a movie or fuck anyone besides you and i would try to watch a movie together we can never decide on something so we were chilling and i was like oh we got crave which is the new like canadian hbo it has all the hbo shit and stuff on it and i was like oh here's this movie about tornadoes it's you know i don't know let's watch it let's see the special effects of the tornadoes so it's a very interesting film because it's very similar to soft and quiet In the dialogue. Really? Yeah. Thorna Birch is in this. Oh, um, And she has a real hard line conversation with her pregnant, like, pre-adult daughter. She's, like, 19 and pregnant and, like, has a real honest conversation. It talks about abortion. There's some real pro-life people in this. And then there's people that are pro-choice. Um, and Thorna Burst delivers a really fucking powerful monologue about yeah, people say it's pro tro- pro life when it's inside of you, but the moment it's out in the world, it's a burden, mm-hmm. like it's. Like when places, one kid comes out as gay to his parents and his parents just own him before the tornado hits. Like it's like, wow, and they don't kiss and make up after the tornado leaves. Damn. Yeah. Like it, it, there's a uh, deportation issues with illegal immigrants. And then there's discussion about exploiting them for their labor. Like it doesn't fucking hold back. Um, but the reason why I brought it up was because it shows real footage from destructions of tornadoes. And it is fucking terrifying. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: I knew destruction was bad from tornadoes. Like, you know that. But people's houses are torn apart. Like, torn apart.
1: And flattened. it,
0: It looks like a bomb went off. Yeah. And it literally, the reason why they call it 13 minutes is because they can only give people about a 13 minute warning time before the tornado is right above you. Makes sense. Right. So you have very, very little time to prepare. And I just thought it really reflected some horrors in society. It didn't make a happy, sunshiny ending. And it really reflected the horror and the tragedy of these fucking like real life horror. Um, It was an interesting film. It's an hour and 30 minutes. It's on Crave. So I assume it's on HBO or stars in the States. Um, Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was really humbling for me to just see that kind of destruction. And as a horror fan, you know, we get into horror movies and like, it's all fun and games and it's all make believe and, you know, and then you see something like that. And that's probably why Robert the doll fucked me up so much because it was, it's relevant. It's real. Right. And there's these people talking about their experiences that they've had. And, you know, it, yeah, it was, it gave me a real retrospective for people like someone like Lance who lives in Texas thinking of you fucking Lance. Oh my God. I don't know if you get tornadoes in Texas. Um, I'm not familiar enough, but like this was disturbing to watch. Um, and even yeah. though it's a, it's a re, it's obviously a movie they're showing real footage from tornado damage. It was really upsetting. So
1: yeah, actually, that kind of reminds me, like, during the summer, our town of ours up north called Gaylord, they uh got hit by a nasty-ass tornado, like, and it's sad, because, uh, like, they had tornado watches going on, and then out of nowhere, it turned into a full-blown tornado, and they didn't, I think they were only able to give, like, a one- or two-minute warning before it actually struck, because oh, the weather man. pattern was, the weather pattern was so hard to, like, figure out. But yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere and left this path of devastation. I think everyone was able to make it out safe or at least survived. But uh, when we went up north uh, during the summer, we stopped for gas and the closest town was Gaylord and it was like a week after that happened. And we're kind of like, well, since we're out here, let's just kind of see like what happened. And oh, my God, like there's like warehouses that are just like half standing. The other half's just gone. And it's just like debris everywhere. Like, like, it's this, crazy. And, and it's like a week later and they're still like cleaning up. Oh yeah,
0: drones. They clean up for days. And like with this stuff, it's cleaned up for months. And yeah. here's a real fucking real USA moment that comes out as the Red Cross is there. And, you know, people are setting up for the ambulance ride. You're filling out a form of what insurance coverage you have. Yeah. And let me tell you right now, that fucking shit doesn't happen here. I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago. I was fine, but my car got written off. If I had needed an ambulance, which by the way, you're not billed if you actually need an ambulance in a situation like that. Yeah, That's the only thing we can sometimes be billed for is an ambulance, but I would go to the hospital and be fucking treated. I wouldn't have to worry about not only my car, but whether I had fucking coverage to save my life. Like yeah, well, in
1: situations like that, they may not have coverage, but they'll situations like they 'll still treat you, but that you, you go are into in debt. debt yeah
0: to like that was even more horror, and yeah. you know the couple that were there, the whether there was any legal immigrant and his wife was legal, they just managed to scrape enough to gather money for a house, has to sell their house now and move back to mexico like i 'm mm. talking this movie was fucking real. Um, and I I didn't expect that from this film, and I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to mention it because I think the devastation and not being afraid to talk about real life issues was really cool. So
1: yeah, that's very fascinating actually. Yeah, I'll have to look for that one. Um, and I ended up deciding to uh I was gonna bring up a podcast, but so far I've only listened to one episode of it, so I think I'm gonna save that for next week when I get a few more episodes in and get to know the hosts a little better but uh so what I decided to bring for what's new is I've talked about them before plenty of times on the video gaming podcast and uh, a couple of times on our show uh Neebs Gaming the YouTube channel that I like obsessively watch it's like my comfort comfort show and they're like my friends like that I've never talked to or met in real life but you know kind of like how
0: no but they feel like your friends
1: yeah because you're just kind of along with them on an adventure whenever they do stuff well they started a new game series because they've they pretty much go through seasons of different like video games they'll play. And then when they decide they're done with this game, they'll hurry up and beat it and move on to something else. And so they decided to start one called Green Hell. And this is one of those survival games where you are dropped. You are basically waking up in the middle of the Amazon rainforest with nothing on you to survive. And you have to pretty much survive by like survive the elements survive Mm -hmm. nature you have to survive it all and like you're literally making bandages out of uh banana leaf uh, banana leaves from the banana plants um you're having to like scrounge up food and you got to keep an eye on your uh carbohydrates you got to keep an eye on your protein you got to keep a high on your water you got to keep an eye on your fats so you got to find different foods while you're wandering around trying to survive like and just you know, eat the right thing. You could eat a poisonous mushroom and now you have an infection that you have to find a way to cure yourself of. You can get like parasites, you, if you get wounded and you don't clean the wound fast enough, you'll get maggots that'll start festering and you have to get rid of them and heal yourself. So it's like true hardcore survival. Uh, on top of that, you're dealing with like predatory animals that are in this, like so jungle cats and fucking wild boars. And cougars and, for and, Yeah, cougars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I show up in the video games. <laughs>
1: um, but not only do they have to deal with that, they also have to deal with the indigenous tribes that are out there that are instantly threatened by your arrival and will kill kill you they're not it's not referenced if they're like a video game form of cannibalistic tribes or if they are just like regular indigenous tribes but they are instantly threatened by you and will like hunt you down and try to kill you so you got all. so you got all the regular survival shit then you got all this other like i gotta fight for my survival as well and you know it's uh nebs Apsaro, and simon playing this game together and they are constantly bickering back and forth trying to like you know work together but getting frustrated with each other and like they're playing it on the hardest difficulty mode so it's quite entertaining and there is even a sanity meter sanity meter in the game so like if you go too long without sleep or if you uh eat the wrong things you'll start kind of going crazy like if you start if you eat something like a uh like you eat you decide you're gonna eat a maggot because you need just something to eat your sanity is going to go, your insanity meter is going to go up because that's not normal. You're not, you shouldn't be in that type of stuff. Well, (laughs) Apsro, this just seems fitting for his character, like in every one of his games, because he's always the crazy ass, uh, kills a tribe member that was trying to kill them. And he's like, I'm fucking starving. And he sees the body and he starts hacking it up and he's going, oh my God, they have meat on them. I am going to cook this meat and eat it. And he starts eating it and becomes a cannibal basically. He starts eating it and now he's starting to hear voices and seeing shit because he's completely insane from eating the meat. <laughs> and he's just, intense, Scott. Oh, it's hilarious and like the way they play it. It's hilarious. But yeah, this game is like fucking crazy and intense. I really want to buy it, but I'm going, man, this shit would be fucking freaky as hell. How much is the game? I looked it up earlier and I think it was $24.99 on Steam right now.
0: Hmm. That's
1: not bad. But, yeah, and it's it's hardcore though. It's like if you're a fan of like Ark, uh the Raft, um Seven Days to Die, those type of survival games, I guess this is a higher tier difficulty of like survival because you're like actually having to focus on a lot of this real life shit of surviving.
0: Survival, nice survivor and, with
1: Destiny's Child. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh yep, done by the YouTube channel group uh Nebs Gaming. They are fucking hilarious, like they do They're all your this boys. Shit. They are. I love watching them. And they, all their shows are completely unscripted. So they're just kind of winging it and talking and doing shit themselves. And they just edit it down to make it like a good half hour episode. And they'll really, who knows how many episodes they'll do of this, but like they could go from 10 episodes to 40 episodes. Just all How depends. many followers
0: do they have? Are they like
1: a big channel? Yeah. Uh, they got 2.31 million. Wow. Yeah. That's they And it's cool because they started off doing animation, did a show called Durallius and Friends. And it was like this little internet cartoon like short video cartoon and that's how they that's how they wanted to get into this was to do animation well while, while they were like on breaks from animation they decided to do like live streams of video games and just like kind of portray their own personalities as video game characters and people really like started hooking to that so like they got a lot of views So they're like, well, fuck it. Let's continue doing this with video games, build our following. And then we'll still have like free time in between to do our animation stuff too. And we'll have more followers that will probably be interested in watching. And that's how they've created the channel they do. And they have a large following and like they do live streams every Thursday that uh, when you donate to them, they're donating the money to charities. Oh yeah. That's really cool. Like uh, uh, one of the, one of their main members thick. He's going through uh, brain cancer treatments and he fought it off and was doing well. And then it came back. So he's bet- he went back through surgery and now he's on like a hiatus from doing any of the stuff on the show. But they've been doing a lot of uh, live streams on Thursday nights to get money to donate to brain cancer treatments. Is he American? Of course, unfortunately.
0: Huh. You mean his treatment? You guys are all donating so he can pay for his- to be alive?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> But uh, like, yeah, and every one of them are like Midwesterners. So they're like uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, like I think uh, Minnesota. So like all in that vicinity.
0: Wow. Well, it sounds like a really good YouTube channel that you're watching, my friend.
1: Oh, it is. is. It's pure entertainment. It's silly. It's dumb. They bicker like their best friends, but they bicker like their family at the same time. So it's like kind of like how when you sometimes hear a podcast and the hosts start bickering back and forth and you're going, like us? yeah, well, we bicker back and forth jokingly. But, you know, there are some people that get heated on their shows and you're just like, This is kind of awkward, but it's kind of entertaining to watch or listen. And that's kind of how it is with them. (laughs) You know, I've been watching this YouTube channel. I should have brought it up. It's about a guy that covers
0: amusement park desks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's about like malfunctioning rides and shit like that. And Six Flags, man. They've had some, they've had some drama-rama. Same with Walt Disney. Just keep it under the rug.
1: No shit. Sweet, okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Wow. so people don't
0: know about it. Yeah. It's really been interesting. Anyway, I'll talk about that next time in more detail. Yeah, please do. Yeah. But, um, so that's what's, what's new for Scotty and I, uh, and then our last segment, because we lost our middle segment now is, out of the dark. And we're going to do just a little overview of the year and review of the following streaming service So Scott me Scotty let me know if I forgot one. Shutter, mm-hmm. Netflix, mm-hmm. Hulu, mm-hmm. and uh Prime, right? And Tubi. Tubi and Tubi. Um so I don't know, do you want to talk about Shutter first? Yeah,
1: I say like uh cuz 2022 has been like we started off like this year just kind of like and it's not that great of a year and it's kind of it's obviously really picked up like it always does during the last half but um i think out of all the streaming services shutter and one other have really put out a lot of content to gather up for 2022 of new watches and i think i think shutter has the strongest lineup of all the films that they've released
0: yeah and they have the best variety
1: yeah and I really think like, yeah, cause you get, and you, cause you get the low budget, you get the high budget and you get a lot of like foreign films on there and a lot of unique stories and like more of the more hyper violent movies too. Cause like, I think the other places are a little more skeptical on like the hardcore violent stuff and Shudder obviously thrives on that stuff.
0: Well, and with Shudder, you're paying a subscription and it's for horror fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're buying a Shudder subscription or paying to it because you want to see a variety of different horror films yeah right um you know <clears throat> they live in the gray was one of the first ones that came out yes. this year on shutter that i think a lot of people skipped over unfortunately i did until um, this week and i really liked it i'm glad you liked it um the last thing mary saw was a big thing slap face came out earlier this year on shutter as well um a banquet, which is all very, very different. There's one that I wanted to get to specifically and mention that came out on Shutter. It was the one about the family in um, the van, not the van. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The family, the Dutch and Swedish family. Or oh, uh, speak, was,
1: speak no evil. Speak no evil.
0: Um, that was excellent. That came out this year. The Watcher or just Watcher came out. Deadstream came out. But then it also had some duds. Uh, The Seller. Was that yeah. really the best film that came out on that this year? Um, the Twin,
1: blah. The twin, it was, it was blah. I mean, um, it was, like none of these were really awful. They were just very middle of the road, mediocre.
0: I couldn't get through Don't You Worry, Sweetie. Or Don't oh, Worry, that one Sweetie. I still that one I still have not seen. Um, And Saints and Slaves was okay. And Glorious. Glorious really stood out there. Hellraiser. Uh, Hellraiser uh, was Hulu. I'm sorry.
1: My bad. Uh, and The Sadness, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, invited mm-hmm. them
0: mm-hmm
1: uh we Who also invited them was excellent yeah it was and uh we also had the documentary the found footage phenomenon
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a really good documentary so shutter i feel does very well at picking up north american films yeah i feel it shifts through and it tends to get some really solid north american films occasionally a good international yeah but i would not go to shutter as a number one pick for international films there's actually another service provider that I think does a much better job with international films. Um, but when I look at the lineup for Shutter this year, the things that stand out to me are "They Live in the Gray," um, "Watch Her," and "Glorious." Yep, "Sissy" I thought was really entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I'm like forgetting anything else
1: um let's see for me i'll, I'll just kind of listen to see if there's any that remind like that ring a bell for you uh revealer um who invited them glorious the sadness uh what else um deadstream for sure really stood out for me that's one of the better ones this year i think and yeah that was a
0: really good low budget one that shutter picked up
1: they live in the gray and a wounded fawn i also put in there that like because these are all yeah. must-sees and i even like we even have to give them credit because like they don't do this often but they do pick up like very uh low budget indie films and they picked up so vam the uh one yeah. that was like done by a 16 year old and it was not a great film but they give films like that a chance too like not not as often yeah. as some not as often as one of our other services but they do spotlight some low budget indie stuff every so often
0: yeah, they also did a movie like She Will, you know, which is so, it's a British film. Oh yeah. That's an international film. And like, that's what I'm talking about with their duds or the twin yeah. with their duds, right? And I wonder how they how they decide to pick what's going to go on Shutter. Like, wouldn't it be really cool? I wish a podcast, not us, because we're not going to do it. But Rob Humphreys, why don't you get on your podcast slash radio an interview with the person or the people or how the process goes to, for movies to be put on Shutter? Um, do they go to film festivals? Do people approach them? Do like How do they find out what to put on Shudder? Because Shudder is truly curated to just horror movies mm-hmm. and documentary series and, and all that other stuff. And I'd be interested to hear what that process looks like.
1: Yeah, 100%. Right.
0: So I think this was a decent year for Shudder. I think it was fairly strong um i will tell you what i think the weakest year was i kind of want to jump to the worst of the pile i think netflix fucking dropped the ball this year
1: Um, yeah i was gonna say the same thing
0: i feel like all they put out now is tv series and that's their thing and maybe that's what people like so you know who am i to fucking judge that's what you like that's what you like uh but without the exception of old people texas chainsaw massacre the desperate hour um and the cabinet of curiosities which was an excellent mini series anthology series with eight short movies I did watch all of them like any anthology you're gonna have ones you like more than the other Well, oh, of course um the one that I found was the creepiest was the final one oh, okay. um and but really like I found Netflix especially what I expected for them for international old people was the best thing to come out on Netflix for me this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, cause yeah, like every year before this, we were all about the international on Netflix this year. They just seemed to not have much. Like Like
0: they got shit like Wednesday and don't get me wrong. I,
1: I think that's great that
0: we're all excited that the Adam family has a fucking series now. Don't get me wrong. That's fine. I just wanted to see more international horror on Netflix because they pick up some really really fucking good movies. Yeah. Um you know last year when I think about all my friends are dead um the one with the husband and wife where they go away a, what's it called Oh uh like the weekend or something like that The Trip The Trip Like and then also the one with the phone with the kid with the zombies and he's in this apartment and they did the remake oh, yeah, of it Last lo- Stay alive, alive. alive. Like fucking solid solid films solid international films and we just didn't see that this year on netflix we really just didn't
1: and uh like one that i was kind of surprised by like going to like i guess we'll go to the next streaming service but uh, i was kind of surprised by hulu Cause Hulu hasn't really done a lot of like original content or picked up a lot of stuff, but this year they did. They had Prey, the Predator, the predator sequel yep, or prequel or what you one. want to call that. Yeah. Fresh. Really good. Um, good. Hellraiser. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, no exit. Another great one. Excellent. Another really good film. Yeah. Um, Matriarch another, another solid one.
0: film yeah hulu's kind of taking the place of netflix in okay. terms of an alternative for horror movies
1: yeah and one that you liked that i didn't but uh grim Cuddy. yeah yeah and uh dash cam which i was not the biggest fan of but it's there like um, hatch
0: hatch is on hulu according to uh oh shit. okay
1: yeah so yeah they yeah like hulu didn't have many duds that i watched this year like and they had more like original content or at least picked up the rights to some of these films like and it's Obviously for people out of that are not in the U S it's Disney plus that runs this stuff, which still baffles my mind that fucking Hellraiser is Disney plus and shit like that. But yeah, well,
0: yeah, Disney like, owns everything.
1: I was very impressed by like just what they have released on like, like their projects, like, cause it started off with no exit and no exit was great. And then, Fresh. yeah, no
0: exit. It was a great movie actually. And then, sorry, it's the hatchling, not the hatch, but fuck, that was a great
1: movie too. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Right? Those excellent films. And yeah, excellent. I'll say Prime is where I haven't watched a lot this year. I Prime. can
0: barely think. So Prime for rent, I tried to look like I had to try to look it up. Um I don't even know what's for free on Prime. I I can see for rent there's Men, Orphan First Kill, which was entertaining. Um yeah, I'm not seeing much that was released on Prime this year.
1: Yeah, I'm going through my list. Let's see. Uh thought I had a Prime category that I saved. I guess. Oh, my not. best
0: friend's Exorcism.
1: Yep. And for me, Goodnight Mommy um remake. Father. Okay, yeah, of... it was
0: on there too. I saw I had Goodnight Mommy on there too.
1: Father of Flies was on Prime. Okay. I think that was just one they picked up. I don't think that's one that was produced by Amazon. Um, but yeah, they're re- this year just. It seems like there's a lot of like the really, really, really low budget, just not good stuff that we don't normally, we don't normally bother watching on there.
0: Yeah, like that's the thing, right, is that we're not seeing the stuff that we would have seen other years on Prime where you pick up those low budget gems or something else. Prime really didn't deliver this year. I think Tubi was the next one, you know, if we're, if we're honest here of what had some really good options that you could find and where Tubi's winning it is found footage. And it's probably because people can put their found footage films up on Tubi.
1: Yeah. Like, and they're all, all indie projects. Like yeah. almost everything Tubi's got on there is like for the 2022 is indie projects, not really many big name, big budget things. And yeah, there is a lot of, Not so good stuff on 2B2 because they pick up and release everything, but for a free streaming service they fucking killed it and then, like you said in the found footage area and then they also started doing their own to be originals now yeah none of them are great gonna yeah, go but home. they're on
0: par with on uncorked yeah you know and like honestly if if you're getting a shot with that's what you get the shot with then that's what you get the shot with right yeah. like i think that you know when i look at streaming services because there's more like I was looking at Paramount Plus yeah. as a streaming service, which had Significant Other on there as one of their movies. So Paramount
1: released that and Smile. Yeah, but I think right? Orf, I think that Orphan one is on there too. I think that's where that came right? from. Right.
0: So like you have Paramount coming into the game, and I just I find that Netflix has moved to series now. That's what they do, and fucking documentaries. Like how many serial Like I like serial killer shit too, but like how many documentaries do we need on Ted Bundy? Right. Like oh or my Gomer. god. Dahmer like do we not fucking get what he did already like I don't understand um that's fine that's my preference obviously they're popular because Netflix keeps putting them on there people are watching them so it's just my yeah. opinion you know and that's fine not everyone has to like what yeah, I like
1: because you, you and I aren't a uh, big into tv series
0: no like we're not that no like, like if, we,
1: we may I, watch them at some point but we're not going to rush out to watch them when they drop
0: like i pushed myself to finish Cabin of curiosities because i was like well this is on netflix and it's like this is like one of the few fucking good things on netflix so i'm gonna try to get through this um but yeah i was not very impressed with netflix this year when it came to horror uh shutter always delivers and then i think you're right hulu has really stepped up their game and then Tubi, honestly yeah yeah know? like i
1: I honestly think the winner here, like if I was going to choose a winner of all the streaming services, is tied between Shudder and Tubi, just depending on what you want.
0: Oh, really? You don't think Hulu?
1: Uh, Hulu is, I would say, but like there's more variety on Shudder and Tubi. Hulu doesn't have a large like caliber Life. library. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have a lot of older, awesome films on there, but for yeah, for newer releases, they don't have nearly as much as like Shudder or Tubi would. But I know yeah. Hulu is definitely coming into their own. But no, I think, it's tied for me with Shudder and Tubi just because, yeah, Tubi may not have a lot of like eights or nines out of tens, but they have a lot of sevens, seven out of tens, and like a lot of just very interesting films and giving independent filmmakers a chance. Because, I mean, fuck, Day of Disappearance. Yeah. That movie yeah. was absolutely incredibly. I love that film.
0: Yeah, Totally. And I think that also streaming now people can go back to the theaters and next time we'll talk about theaters and on demand and, you know, what, what we thought of that this year. Um, But I think that, you know, in the, in the streaming era of competition and, you know, as a horror fan. And I say this very clearly as a horror fan. I still think the best bang for your buck for purchase is shutter. yeah um i I regret now I've used shutter through other people's means. I now have an account of my own, and you know over the last couple of years, I've really grown to appreciate the variety that's on Shudder. I know that I can always watch horror movies, and like I'll be real, majority of the things I watch are horror movies. Yeah. Um, I don't watch romantic comedies. I like some dramas, not a big fan of fantasy, like some sci-fi, if it's more horror based, I just really like horror movies and I like wrestling and I like sports and that's what I like to watch. And I like to watch the news. I don't watch a lot of other things like TV series and stuff like that. It's just not for me. So shutter is something reliable that I know I can go to and I can find movies that I like uh hulu has been the second even though we don't have hulu here it's disney plus i do think they've been reliable with getting quality films and i do agree that tubi is great all around tubi is an easy app to access you can use it anywhere um yeah you got to watch some commercials it's not the end of the world it's like watching tv
1: yeah i was gonna say and their commercials are not intrusive and come in like right at a good time each time they don't come in a weird spot they always like seem to like yeah They come, come in. there's regularly.
0: a lull in the movie right where it makes sense to have a commercial break yeah. but and netflix man honestly if it wasn't for other people in my life using it and us sharing the count <laughs> uh
1: yeah i don't think i would care whether it would disappear tomorrow right same right and i did forget uh i feel foolish for forgetting this one for amazon prime midnight oh that yes, was midnight beautiful yeah, movie like
0: that's the one good thing they had this year like yeah. let's be realistic here like it's like old people on fucking netflix like yes texas chainsaw massacre was entertaining but old people was the better film and it's the one better like the the list is so small when we do our netflix awards there's literally three movies
1: yeah like because yeah, like well, the, how cri- the, crib,
0: the curse of bridge hollow is on mine too but like i don't think i would put that as one of the best movies
1: no, I'm kind of. I'm going up through my list because I like. I started saving our categories, which I know I need to send you because I keep slacking on that. Oh, it's
0: fine. Don't worry about it.
1: Uh, where where is Netflix at now? Uh, da, 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 da. I have this entire year of 2022. There is two, three, four, five, six seven movies i've watched on hulu or on netflix right and that's and two are blah ones curse of bridge hollow which is fun but like won't be like something i'd be like oh you need to watch this yeah and then holly blood old people in texas chainsaw oh, and
0: holly blood sorry i forgot about holly blood thank god for fucking holly blood like that was the other one that was decent on fucking netflix as well this year um anyway so hopefully streaming netflix goes back to getting good international films again that'd be nice netflix i don't expect you to have good films for this these this year but i would love it if you had some good international shit show up on your page that's okay i can read subtitles um and i mean
1: worst case scenario we just throw it on dubs because you guys got
0: dubbing too right So we're excited to see what we'll talk about next week in terms of the theater watches and the, and the, you know, what is it? Um, P.O.V. VOD. VOD. I don't want to say P.O.D. VOD. Yeah. And just kind of, as we work towards our year end show and our awards and our final list that we have for our top 10, and I hope Everyone enjoyed the new format. We will be moving away, as we said, for movie reviews and sticking to this new format. I think it's what people want to hear. And it's better for Scott and I. So it
1: gives us us more time to just watch random shit. Yeah. And just talk about it. Have a conversation, which we can do
0: because we're such good friends. Unlike Tim and Daniel from the Horror for Dummies podcast. (laughs) Like Tim's such a bully that Daniel doesn't even come on Wrestling for Dummies anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Daniel. Love like, you, can you loof, imagine? Loof.
0: Like Daniel never says mean things
1: about me. Now he usually just kind of scolds Tim. Well, he doesn't
0: have a chance because Tim just bullies him into it.
1: <laughs> I wish
0: Tim could see my smiling face right now as I'm smiling <laughs> as he cries. Um, all joking your, aside. Let me
1: lick your tears up, Tim, and let me waste of good else.
0: suffering, Tim. Uh, please listen to the Hori for Dummies podcast as well as the Horror, or sorry, the Wrestling for Dummies podcast. Both are excellent, done by Tim Davis, as well as Daniel, uh, the Mushroom. You definitely need to check those bad boys out. And also check out Rob Humphreys on this Slasher, this Horror Life and Slasher Radio They interview lots of big names and shit, and they're super impressive. They are. Um, In the meantime, Scott and I would like to thank you for listening, and we would also like to thank the Legion Podcast Network, which we are members of. We're under the Kill the Cast feed. Uh, Legion Podcast Network is great. You can become a Patreon today for $3 a month. You get access to special shows. You get access to movie reviews. You can go into draws for um, codes and giveaways. And if you're not a Patreon yet...
1: (laughs) what are you waiting for what are you waiting for what are you waiting for netflix
0: get better movies um (laughs) so please join legion patreon today we will be back again to sum up any more 2022s we watch talk about anything else we've been up to and give our thoughts on the theater releases this year and how we're thinking what maybe maybe what we're going to look forward to next year uh besides cocaine bear which everyone in this planet is excited for cocaine
1: bear so i don't know scott you got anything to say good people i just want to say uh once again thank you all for listening and sticking with us through all these years and like hope you guys like
0: three like, years three year shit is this our three-year anniversary coming up scott
1: uh, shit yeah technically well technically uh this is around the three years when we came up with the idea of the show and then in january is when we recorded so yeah so it'll be three shit. years wow we've been doing this shit for three years See, <laughs> right <laughs> wow um
0: yeah thanks for sticking with us wow that's a long relationship for
1: scott and, and i right and we hope you guys uh enjoy the new format going forward and also uh Hope you guys, uh, I know not everybody would probably listen to it, but I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, episode of the wrestling that we did with Rob Humphries and our good old friend, Tim Davis. And uh, we'll probably do a couple more of those like every so often. And they're just, they were fun because we're huge wrestling nerds. So like, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We know Willis loved it. So I'm glad, like, thank you for the feedback, Willis. Appreciate that.
0: I I already got the name for the next one. Oh shit. One night stand again, you up. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe we'll do that in the new year sometime hell yeah I January, down. february march but just before wrestlemania yeah all right um but yeah in the meantime do we have a word to say goodbye to our friends scotty yes
1: until next time kitties unpleasant dreams
0: see ya